Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast, where we wrap up the week that was by listing down the most insane things of the week. Number four. This got buried, and it was stand your hair on end insane. Back in 2018, when the Department of Injustice and the FBI were framing Trump using false allegations of Russian collusion and a little felony-level perjury before the FISA court, that's what you call the lies they told the court to get the warrants and subpoenas to spy on Trump and force him to turn over more than a million documents. Back when they were doing all that, simultaneously, they were investigating a guy by the name of Xi Ping Patrick Ho. He was ultimately convicted in 2018 of paying bribes to public officials all over the world on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. Here's what's so insane. Back in 2016 and 2017, when the FBI raided Ho's office, they found evidence of business deals that Ho was negotiating with Vice President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and his brother, James, while Cho was vice president. Here's where it really gets insane. The DOJ later used information obtained from those searches in wiretaps, including, get this, over 100,000 emails back and forth between Ho and the Bidens to convict Ho at his 2018 trial. Wait, 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 wait. You're thinking, I must have misunderstood that. They used evidence of Ho paying bribes to Hunter and Joe Biden's brother at Ho's trial? Why haven't you heard about this? Because at Ho's 2018 trial, it now turns out, prosecutors hid Hunter's connection to Ho by redacting his name from the court Exhibits, all while describing Ho to the jury as, from the federal transcript, quote, the person who flies around the world paying bribes to advance the interest of the oil company CEFC, China Energy. Keep in mind, a federal database shows that the Bidens failed to register as foreign agents while engaged in activities on behalf of CEFC which was just a front for Chinese intelligence. Folks, that failure to register alone is a felony. 
How do we know? They put Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort in prison for doing the same thing. But the DOJ didn't bother to prosecute the Biden family for the foreign agent registry violations or the bribes from a hoe that they used to convict Ho. How do we know this? Because the original unredacted court documents were obtained by an investigative reporter with real clear investigations called Paul Sperry. If you want to read about it, I mean, it's truly jaw-dropping. You can by Googling this article, Fed's Foreign Corruption Double Standard, they protected Biden's even as they bore down on Trump world. How bad was this? According to former assistant FBI director Chris Swecker, who was quoted in the article, it's 100% a double standard and it's absolutely corrupt to the core. Insane thing number three. This will one day go down in American history as the week the pedophile rights movement was officially launched by the Democrat Party with bills passed in one house of the legislature in both Minnesota and Connecticut that would create a special protected class out of pedophiles, putting them on equal footing footing with homosexuals, black people, um, women, and religious protections. Yep, that's right. You're a pedophile, and this passes the other house of those legislatures, and guess what? You can sue to adopt, work at an elementary school, even if you've been convicted and done your time of abusing children. Now, this wouldn't legalize pedophilia, but it certainly would give them access to your children. They could adopt kids, foster them, do anything regular people do. It's horrifying. It was the subject of Thursday's, yesterday's podcast, the one before this. If you want more details, you can download it. Insane thing number three, the lights will go out in New York. It's not only the plan, it's the law. As part of this week's budget deal, Governor Kathy Hochul in the legislature ordered the New York Power Authority to shut down all its fossil fuel plants in just seven years. Even though gas-fired plants supply about half the state's electricity. Oh, and by 2035, the only new cars sold in New York State must be purely electric. But how they'll plug them in, I don't know, since it'll be nothing but one big rolling blackout with half the electricity moving through the grid. Gone. How do I know that? Because they don't have any plan to replace it with anything. I mean, they're bringing wind and solar facilities online, but nowhere near large enough or fast enough to the market to do anything like replace half the energy. How do I know that they have no plan B to replace this energy? Because the New York Times admitted it. That's right. From the article... At the IPPNY convention in the fall, the DEC commissioner, his name is Basil Segos, was asked how the state planned to bridge the gap until the renewable power comes online sometime, I don't know, way past the seven years. Quote from the New York Times. Listen, I don't think there is a plan B. All right, Segos said. And I mean that seriously about our opportunity right now. I don't think we have a plan B. I think that we are on the edge right now when it comes to global climate change and emissions. I really firmly believe that. So we have one shot to get this right. That's what makes this so challenging. So understand, 
The plan is to have no plant. They're just going to take half the electricity off the table. Uh, but by law, you're somehow supposed to charge your car at night, which, by the way, requires the same amount of electricity as plugging in 24 refrigerators, except they're going to cut the electricity in half. That's literally the plant. And they have no plan to replace it. Now, folks, you're thinking, laughing, probably. Oh, good. Thank God I live in a red state. We're not trying that. Yeah, we are. Yep, that's virtually the same plan that the EPA has coming online in seven years. I've told you about it in the past. It's a little sneakier. It's not an outright ban, but it might as well be on coal and uh, natural gas plants, 60% of our energy, because all plants that can't capture 90% of their carbon emissions, like, you know, their carbon air emissions, will have to shut down in seven years. Well, the technology to do that has never actually been applied to a plant and doesn't really exist. The EPA makes suggestions for how they can do it, but nobody's ever tried it. What that also means is no one has any idea what this will cost, but some are already forecasting that it'll be so expensive these plants will just shut down. The White House and the Democrats in Congress don't have any plan either for replacing that 60%. I think it's kind of the point. Once we're in a desperate energy situation, they'll have total control. You can't drive your car anywhere. Can't do just about anything. And they'll have total power over your grid. Oh, and your smart meter too, to make sure you're not using too much of that energy. By the way, this will give them the ability to take over the grid, take over the power companies, and probably confiscate a lot of land for the emergency they'll be creating to rapidly build more solar and wind. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Or maybe they just won't care and let the whole thing collapse. Who knows? How did Steve Forbes, yes, that Steve Forbes, describe this? What do you think of this idea? Is it possible? Absolutely not. This is the biggest power grab in American history. They're not going through Congress. They're destroying an industry. They're taking over industries. Every modern convenience they're making sure you can't use, whether it's dishwashers, washing machines, air conditioners, any gas stoves. It's an unprecedented power grab. Yep. That's why they're insisting all these things be electric so they can control your life. That's absolutely the point. And by the way, all you who think you're going to run your homes on (laughs) generators, don't most of them run on natural gas? Yeah. See the point? Now, Fox News was confused about this in the two interviews I saw them do. They kept saying, didn't the Supreme Court overrule the EPA's ability to do this this past summer? They did. But what Fox News missed was the part where the Democrats, when they, you know, passed the Inflation Reduction Act in the fall, gave the EPA the right to do this. So can a future Supreme Court stop this? It's going to be hard and dicey. And that assumes it is the same Supreme Court. Folks, bottom line, it's not good enough to win the House and the Senate uh, coming up in 24. 
If we want to stop this utter calamity, we have to win the presidency. We don't have a choice because they'll be able to slam this through either with a remade Supreme Court or winning at the Supreme Court by arguing, look, we passed this. We gave the EPA the ability to do this and they won't be wrong. Finally, insane thing number one. What else could it be? This week in a just sane country would have been as big of a news week as the week that Watergate broke, except this is actually bigger. The Durham report confirming absolutely, without a doubt, the FBI in partnership with Hillary Clinton's campaign just made up Russia collusion. In other words, they framed the president. Look, here's all you need to know about that 300 page report. The only genuine piece of Russian intelligence that the U.S. spy services ever received or possessed about Donald Trump's ties to Russia was intelligence that the Russians knew Hillary Clinton was putting together a 2016 campaign trick to smear Trump as a Russian agent. That's right. That was the only Russian intel. Oh, and they were pissed because they were about to be accused falsely of meddling in our elections. Now, this would be merely outrageous if the FBI and the DOJ didn't break the law multiple times to do it, but they did. They broke the law at least four times with the director and the assistant director of the FBI signing under penalty of perjury, as well as the head of the DOJ at the time, Rod Rosenstein, signing that all of the, it turns out to be bogus stuff, they were submitting to the FISA court to get the warrants to spy on Trump, that it was all true when they knew damn well it wasn't. That's felony-level perjury, four counts each. And each count carries up to five years in prison. The outrage of the Durham report, which our side somehow largely missed, was that Durham didn't recommend any criminal charges. That's insane. When you consider the line they signed for the FISA court, under their signature says, signed under penalty of perjury. Perjury is a felony. This is incredible because you're looking at the directors at the time of the DOJ and the FBI committing felonies before the FISA court. What's even more insane is that Durham didn't recommend any criminal charges. And as if to slap us across the face, Durham, the special prosecutor appointed by Trump Attorney General Bill Barr, Barr tells us, well, the FBI has made some internal rule and operational changes, but they wouldn't have prevented this from happening, which means they won't prevent it from happening again. And then Durham got on his horse and rode off into the sunset, essentially having told us these people committed uh, vast crimes, not just ethical lapses and smears, but crimes. And then he rides off into the sunset, basically telling us, yeah, they could do it again. Good luck. Yeah, which shows us that Durham is most certainly part of the deep state. The only reason I can think of for even putting out this report and admitting to all of this um, is just to discourage anybody who's in Washington, anyone who's an acting member of Congress, anybody running for the presidency from daring to challenge the FBI in any way, or quite frankly, uh, discourage them from becoming too popular and um, you know, achieving the notice of the FBI, essentially letting everyone know, hey, they did it before. There's nothing in place to keep them from doing it again. They broke the law. They got away with it. You better behave or they could frame you next. I mean, I, I, it's the only reason I can think of for putting it out 
Um, also, to get people like me who care just to give up on talking about it, maybe even to be afraid of talking about it. Because why else would you admit it? I don't know. But Durham did. One more final note to show you the absolute jaw-dropping scale of the criminality here and the actual collusion. Remember who they lied in front of. Again, that was the FISA court where they committed each the four counts of perjury. The FISA court could have pursued criminal charges against these people, but did not. The FISA court, like Donald Trump, was a victim of these crimes. Hmm. Whose fault is that ultimately? Well, who runs the FISA court system? That'd be John Roberts, the head of the Supreme Court. He could have redressed this, but he did not. He could have ensured that charges were brought, but he did not. Neither did any of the FISA judges. Oh, by the way, the chief justice uh, for the Mueller investigation and Mueller himself also signed under penalty of perjury when they were getting the warrants and the subpoenas for more than a million documents they forced Trump to turn over. They are criminals, too, and should also go to prison since we now know they knew there was no evidence of this, but swore before the federal court that there was. All these people should go to prison. It is jaw-dropping that they won't. And uh, the mainstream media largely brushed the whole thing off. So it's, I mean, folks, historically, this was a bigger story. This was a bigger week in American history than Watergate. But it's like a tree falling in the forest. If only half of us know that, uh, does it really make a sound? Did it really even happen? Folks, this country's in trouble. We don't have any choices, I said earlier in this podcast, but to win the presidency again. It's not good enough to win the Senate and the House. We must take the presidency. We must rip the FBI out by the roots. Folks, there's no FBI in the Constitution. You know that, right? The FBI is a little over 100 years old. It wasn't even created by Congress. It was created by an executive order, and it can be ended by one, too. You don't even have to convince Congress to do this. The next president could do it himself with the flick of a hand. And he should. And while he's with it, he should eliminate the Department of Justice, too. It's unreformable at this point. Oh, by the way, there's no Department of Justice in the Constitution either. We don't need it. And we'll be better off without it. But the country can't go forward with these two institutions still standing. But the good news is more and more Republicans are starting to speak that, including uh, some, you know, real moderate ones as well, like Elise Stefanik, who's actually in leadership. So we can only hope what they're talking about is the funding. That was inconceivable to even speak a year ago. But they're saying it now. Pray we have the courage going forward. If we do not, something worse will happen. We'll lose the republic. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.